ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is a live program. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. We're doing a five-show marathon today. And I'm excited to be back with our friends from Miracle Valley today. Miracle Valley, Arizona. They have a church there that they're building. And uh, I want to uh, welcome everybody who may be here for the first time. we got Pastor Louie and Rose Betancourt on the line. Brother, Sister Betancourt, how are you all doing today? Doing great. We are doing just superb. Thank Praise you for asking. Praise the Lord. Would you all like to open us in prayer? Father, we just thank you that this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. And Father, I thank you for this opportunity and this time to let your word spread out over the, the media so people can hear your word and be transformed by your word. And Father, we just pray that you bless this program today. Bless the, the people, the listening audience, Father, that they will have ears to hear what you are imparting to their spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I say amen to that. And with that, the microphone is yours. You'll take it away. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, people. Uh, just want you to know that God loves you. He's got a great plan for you. As long as you got a heartbeat, God's got a plan. Amen. So last time uh, I ministered on here, we were talking about getting out of Stuckville. Many Christians, a majority of Christians feel like they are stuck. They're stuck with their circumstances stuck with an attitude they can't seem to get rid of. They're stuck in a situation where they don't have enough money, enough food even, um, that they don't feel that their lives are focusing on a free walk. Um, they, they're always feeling defeated, like as if they just want to quit. Um, and, and, you know, some people are just really sick in the hospital. But I just want you to know today that there is a place Listen, there is a place where all things are possible. And I often ask myself, why is a good majority of the body of Christ not walking in this miraculous possibilities from the heavenly realm? Why is why does it seem, though, that when God gave us a mandate in Genesis one twenty eight to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and take dominion of the earth? Why does it appear that the uh, people who are walking under the sin nature are taking over? We need to get our vision straight, our assignment straight. Our assignment tells us right here we are to subdue the earth and take dominion. So what are we doing that's wrong? What are we doing that's displaced at this time? Um, Last week, we talked about um, being transformed by the renewing of your mind, but not being conformed to this world. 
And it appears that a lot of Christians are conformed to this world. They're, they're actually, uh, when we are first born, it seems that we are, our focus, the world focus is to teach us the things of this world. How to transform, how to, how to be conformed to what's happening in this earth. But as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, God tells us not to be conformed. So I'm going to go over something, and I believe, I believe that this is going to be life-changing for those who hear this. That God is about to help you uh, be transformed and to get out of the world that you created or the world that around tried to conform you to its ways. This is going to be powerful. So please listen up really good. So God gave us a mandate. We're supposed to subdue the earth. We are not here to take sides. Did you hear that? You're not here to, to be a uh, republic, democrat, this, that, lean towards this way or that way. We're not there. We are here to take over. That is the worldly system. I, I don't want to be a part of that system. That system is set for fail. Uh, when, when the Bible talks about subduing the earth, the word subdue means to place it in order. What kind of an order? Not not the order according to this realm. It's the order according to the heavenly kingdom. When Jesus preached on earth, he so often talked about the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is not a religion. Listen, it's not a religion. The kingdom of God is a government of heaven. And there's a certain way that that government operates. And there is no Democrats or Republicans. There's only one king who rules everything. Amen. The word dominion means the right to dominate and to possess absolute control over the entire earth. And we have the people out there, the people that are walking under the sin nature, taking control. And Christians are bowing their knee to those things. Um, the world gradually got corrupted through the curse of sin and sinful people instead of being set in order, becoming fruitful and multiplying and subduing the earth. So there, so what, so what happened over time, there was so much corruption. And in uh, Genesis chapter six, verse five, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Is that not the case of our world today? And it repented the Lord that he had made man on earth and it grieved him at his heart. People, God has a heart. He has a heart and it grieved him. The wickedness of man. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. It repented. He had to repent. And, and I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm so grieved that I made these people. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Out of all those people, and God had him build an ark of safety for for the animals and for his family. And basically he, had, he said, scratch the old, scratch, scratch it off. Let's start fresh. 
Today, God wants you to start fresh. He wants you to scratch the old thinking, the old stinking thinking. He wants you to scratch what you ever believed about this realm and operating under this realm. So what what is it now? The Bible talks about recovering. So this earth became corrupt through the sinful nature. And, and God wants us to recover all. To recover means to regain possession of something that was stolen or lost. The stuff here has been stolen. Adam and Eve fell. God, the, the garden was a perfect place. Adam and Eve lived there in this perfect place. And they had a deep relationship Uh, They walked and talked with God in the garden. And and out of this relationship, uh, they never knew they were naked. They just had intimacy with God. God was their best friend. They had this beautiful place that was not corrupt. The world became corrupt after they fell short. And they lost the relationship with God. Well, good news is Jesus came to restore relationship. Amen. So in Matthew 6, after this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. We we don't see a lot of that. Thy will be done. It's God's will. This is the place where all things are possible. Thy will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Just like it is in heaven. There is no sickness. There's no disease. There's no depression. There's no oppression. There is is no failure. Um, There's only success. There's only life. Amen. There's no death there. So what has to happen for us to recover everything on earth after it has been lost? The mandate has not changed. We are to subdue the earth. Transformation has got to happen. The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you're in Christ and the spirit of God lives in you, you have the ability to transform earth. By first transforming your mind, it's going to start there. We are not going to see the miraculous or the great transformation on planet Earth until we learn how to subdue our own minds. We will not subdue the Earth. Do you understand? This mind is a battlefield. The soul and the body have not been transformed They have not been recreated. Only your spirit has been born again. Born again, do you know what that means? It means to be born from above. That means we're going to have to relocate. We talked about location, changing our location last week. From what we used to be, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If any man is in Christ. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We, we oftentimes hear in the churches this scripture repeated 
over and over again, okay, now we have to behave ourselves. Now we have to do good because we have Jesus. And we find ourselves operating out of carnal efforts that are futile. But see, Jesus took your sin. He took your worldly abilities to the cross and crucified it there. And the only way you're going to be transformed and you're going to transform the earth is when you take on the renewing of your mind with the word of God. Amen. So the Bible says here, it's, we need to relocate. We need to, we've never been taught. I was never taught this. I was never taught how to relocate from this realm to focusing on the heavenly. When the Bible says, seek the things that are above and and Christians told you, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't seek supernatural things. That's demonic. They lied to you. The word of God says, seek the things that are above. But we have not been doing that. We have not been seeking what's above. We've been so uh, distracted by this realm, by working and having jobs and family, and by being distracted by uh, relationships that have taken us down. We've been distracted by other voices. When the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. How can you hear that voice if you're so distracted by everything around you? God wants to take you to a place where all things are possible. But our minds, our thoughts, our actions are distracted. And if the devil can come and keep you distracted, he will keep you distracted until you take your assignment and your dreams to the grave. Jesus said, uh, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I want to find pasture when I'm in that secret place in my little closet praying. And when I step out of it, I want to be able to dwell, to live in the secret place in his presence all the time. Jesus did that. He 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 said, I do what I see the father do. How could he know that unless he spent time with his father, unless he learned to relocate? He was the son of man and the son of God, but he had to relocate from being the son of man to the son of God. Amen. And so the Bible said, now, now here it is. I want to talk about relocation. We've never been, I've never been taught this, but this should be foundational. You are not of this world. You need to be relocated and retrained. You need to be retrained and reprogrammed spiritually from this world to the new world. From this place where the rules are set by men to the place where the rules were God rules. Amen. Now we talked about relocation. Jesus was so good at relocation. Okay. And there are places in the Bible, in the old Testament where they had to be re where the people involved had to be relocated from the flesh and the things of this world to the things that produced miracles. 
Okay. And last week we talked about four leopards that were at the city's entrance in Samaria's gate. And they were stuck there. They were lepers. And they said, uh, well, if we stay here, we'll die. But if we go out there, the enemies out there will die out there. Why should we sit here and waste time? And why should we sit here until we die? So they made a faith decision. And I say this. They made a faith decision. Uh, no, that's a nay, nay. We are not staying here. We don't care. We're going to go out there. We're going to take our faith chances out there and we are going out there. Do you know that God looked at that in heaven said, oh, my gosh, these these leopards. Now that what that faith is what gets me to turn my head. OK, guys, I'm going to make a rage and I'm going to make a loud noise from heaven when you enter the land. And they're going to think that the enemy came in. And came over and, and, and just overtook them and, and came to threaten them. So the, a noise came from heaven. And, it, and here they were. They went into the enemy's territory. And do you know that they plundered all the goods, the silver, the gold. They ate well because they, they, they drew from faith. Faith is what's going to take you and transform you. From what was that you see in the natural. It's the currency of heaven. You want to access the things from above. Faith is what pleases God. Amen. So so here we said now uh, when Jesus in Mark chapter five, verse 40. There was a uh, there's this there's this daughter uh, a servant and it says and when he was come in and he said unto them that he came, Jesus came to bring healing to this damsel he said he heard these people weeping and crying he said why do you make this ado and weep the damsel is not dead but she sleeps now in the natural she was dead but by faith by faith Jesus knew what faith was he spoke faith He spoke, she's only sleeping. And they laughed him to scorn. That is faithlessness. They laughed at him. Can't you see she is dead? No, you are looking with your natural eyes. You did not relocate your natural eyes to what is about to happen in the supernatural. It said, but when he had put them all out. He had to put them out because they were operating in unbelief. All right, everybody out. Scratch the old, get out, faithlessness, get out of the room. And and he he was there with his faith that he that he accessed and he put them out. He he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel. And then that were with them and entered in where the damsel was lying. And he prayed for her. And she rose up from the dead. This is supposed to be the greater works we are to be operating in. But we're not doing it. Uh, But Jesus had to access. He had to access a different location to bring life back into a physically dead body. Amen. Now, in also, uh, 
there were uh, uh, three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 16. They served King Nebuchadnezzar. They were, they were Israelites. They were Jews. They served him well. And they, and they found favor with the king. The king liked them. So they said, um, so there was a time that the king, he uh, suddenly, through the voices of the people around him and his servants, uh, you know, king, people should be bowing to you. You're so great. You're so awesome. So they built a, a, a statue of him. And, and at a sound of a trumpet, they were supposed to bow down. And these three men would not bow. And the king thought, well, I, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to approach them. And their answer was, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Like, why aren't you bowing like everybody else? And that's what we're doing as Christians. We're bowing to everybody else except the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It said, if it be so. I love their faith here. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. We like you and all that. We, we, we had a decent relationship, but we will not bow. That we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship your golden image which you had set up. Now they got that the king, he had to live by his word. He had to throw them in the furnace. But now relocation happened from what was going on in the natural because they did. They spoke something in faith. Our God is able to deliver us. I'm relocating. We're relocating from your threats and your idolatry. We are relocating to the supernatural. So when they got thrown into the the, uh, fiery furnace, they automatically, the spirit of God came in there. And it's the king, he's looking and he's saying, boy, we certainly turned that fire up. Why aren't these guys dropping dead? He's thinking in his mind, I see three people, but then there's a fourth one who looks like the son of God. So Jesus saw their faith and brought them into a relocation to a supernatural place where nothing could harm them. Amen. So Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament, you know, as Peter was up there and they were bringing gifts and they were bringing their offerings and and uh, to to the altar. And Ananias and Sapphira secretly on the side said, well, we'll, we'll just give, give this portion, but we will keep back another portion. Now, when they stood, when um, Ananias stood in front of Peter, uh, immediately Peter relocated in the spirit. He wrote, relocated and caught on to what they were doing. And he said, you dare to deceive the Holy Spirit and lie to him? You're going to be carried out. He dropped dead right there. And he, and he was carried out. And, and again, the wife came with the same story because they, they, were, they, they basically agreed to their lies. And, and he said, oh, uh, you did the same thing your husband did. He relocated his spirit into the supernatural and he saw something. 
That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're supposed to be able to see things in the spirit realm, in the realm of the spirit, about people's lives, about stuff around us, about our calling, about how we're to transform and take the location of planet Earth to corruption to a relocation to the kingdom of heaven on earth, which is God's will, and to the miraculous. So anyway, uh, in the beginning, Adam and Eve, God had already made a promise that he would send Christ to redeem us and help us to recover the earth. And in uh, Genesis 3.15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, that's the serpent, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That seed was Jesus Christ. That woman is going to bear Jesus Christ, and it's going to put a division there. It's, it's a seed that's going to save mankind from the corruption of sin and of the sin nature. So I like this one scripture. We need to ask ourselves this question. Why is not the body of Christ walking in the miraculous? Why are, not, why are we not subduing the earth? Uh, so far we, we concluded we have to learn to subdue our minds and our flesh because the truth is you cannot fix your flesh. You can't, you, can't, you can't even fix your mind without the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit that fixes those things. And if you never enter the secret place of the Most High and wait on the Lord, it says that they that wait on the Lord renew their strength. If you never do that, you'll never be able to transform from the old nature, which says you're a new creature. Some of us come to Christ. And it says that if you confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart. Okay, so so here is a confession. We confess the Lord Jesus Christ. But we made him Savior, but we didn't make him Lord. We made him Savior. We were afraid of hell. But for some reason, we still wanted to be in control of our own lives, our own decisions, When Paul said, I die, I die daily, I learned to die to myself so that the spirit of God within me can help transform the world out there. Amen. It says that because we, okay, so it says here in 1 John 3, 8, he that commits sin is of the devil. That's God's word. That's not mine. For the devil sins from the beginning. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? And you have the ability to open yourself up to demons. Did you know that? We talk about why why aren't we walking in the miraculous? Why are we still bound? We are so focused here. And this is where the enemy is focused. He, He wants to keep you trapped He wants to keep you stuck here, okay? But you also have the ability to open yourself up to God, which is much easier. 
You live, you live with the awareness of exposing yourself to Satan, but without the awareness of spo- exposing yourself, this world is not going to be transformed. We're not going to see those things that we that that the Book of Acts uh, that they saw in the Book of Acts. Okay, the, I got news for you: the devil is not omnipresent, but we've been acting like he is. We act like he's in control. Jesus said, my meat, my meat and my focus is the devil. I got him handled. I got this. My meat and my focus is to do the will of the Father. And how is he doing that? By faith. By faith. Some of you felt like giving up. Some of you feel like uh, I'm too sick. I'm too old. Um, I feel like quitting. Quitting is not an option here. Your meat has to be to do the will of the Father at every cost. So when the devil comes in your mind first thing in the morning and tells you to quit, it tells you to give up, and it tells you to stay right where you are and be comfortable. You know, you've got to come back and you have to have an answer to the lie. Did you hear me? You have to answer the lie. And how do we do that? We do that with the word of God. But without the secret place, there is no energy behind our words. There is no power behind our words. Okay? So, here we have a bunch of Christians who live in constant fear of spirits that are not even there. So what? You open a back door for what? The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. You're speaking things. You're putting things out in the air. The fears, the enemy comes against you. The Bible says we've been not given the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. It comes from the outside to come from to come within, from the outside within. Okay? It doesn't come from inside out. Our spirit the spirit of Jesus Christ is our spirit. His spirit has no fear. His spirit is full of life and faith. Amen. The Bible says old things are passed away. But we live like we're the same person Jesus took to the cross. We're thinking like the same person Jesus took to the cross. We're acting like the same person Jesus took to the cross. We're talking to people like the same person that Jesus took to the cross. Jesus did not die for the new me. The new me is a product of the cross, but he died for the old me. And the one we trying to resurrect something Jesus said is already dead. Now, if you get like you're moving into a new apartment And you tell everybody, I'm moving into my new apartment, but somebody else used to live there. And and it's essentially maybe it's a 10 year old apartment complex. It's an old building, maybe older building. But to you, it's a new place. It's my new come to come to my apartment, my new apartment tonight. Let's celebrate. It's to you. It's new. It's, It's your new location. Uh, The new spirit in you is a supplanted spirit, a brand new person that has nothing to do with the old nature. 
You still have your human spirit, but your human spirit now is occupied by Holy Spirit. The, you know, um, this occupation, the Bible says, occupy till I come. He says, occupy till I come. Your focus, your focus has to be the heavenlies coming to earth, subduing the earth. Our focus has to be there, our new location. You need to relocate in your mind. You need to relocate in your actions. You need to relocate with your words. And the Bible tells us how to do that. Um, Some people think that when they talk about deliverance, deliverance, where we have to lay hands on people. And yes, we've seen people rolling around and, and spitting up and so forth. And those things have to be, you know, when they come when when the, a demon confronts confronts someone with the truth, those things start manifesting. And those people, God has given you the ability and the authority over power and the power over serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Amen. He's given you that authority, but we're acting like we're afraid of the devil. We're acting like we're afraid of him. But did you know that you also you receive deliverance? How? I'll tell you here. The Bible says you will know the truth. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. You, the truth will make you free. You can't go back to your old ways. Once, once you're free, you're not, you, you don't have a desire to go back there. Demons have to leave. When, the, when you allow truth to enter the demons, they can't come back because the truth already made you free. Some of you need to be free in your mind today. Some of you need to be free in your body. But you need to get into your secret place. You need to abide in his presence, abide in his word, and abide in love like we talked about last time. Those are three areas where the where, where we need to abide in his presence. That's where the power is. That's where the power is. Because without the power, the, the word of God are just words. The enemy can quote scripture. How many of us have quoted scripture year after year? And be honest, we didn't see nothing happen because we're not doing the other thing. We're not having a relationship with God. And we're wondering why there's only a handful of people walking in the miraculous. God gave us time on earth for our benefit How are we managing that time so we can take back earth? How are we managing our time and our relationship with God? God called us to be managers of the earth, but we can't manage the earth without managing our mind, our thoughts, our actions, our words. We cannot recover the earth without recovering who we're supposed to be. Some of you don't even know who you are. I was never taught about relocating. The Bible says you're in the world, but you're not of it. They don't teach you the how to. How do I do that? How do I do that to be aware of the things above and not the things of the earth? Your old spirit could be corrupted. Did you know that? Your old spirit before Jesus came. That's the old you. That's the corrupted you. 
but the new one can't be corrupted. Holy Spirit is not corrupted. He, he doesn't belong to the world. He's nothing to do with the world. The new man, the new man is God's favorite where he looks and he says, that's my son. That's my daughter. Amen. When God overshadowed Mary with the power of the Holy Spirit and she conceived, guess what? You've been overshadowed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we are here to take back earth. Adam and Eve were in the garden. The original plan was to expand the garden all over earth. God gave Adam the ability to speak two things. He said, Adam, whatever you call those animals, that's what they are. Okay, well, the guy with the long, the one with the long neck, um, I'm going to call him a giraffe. Now, of course, it was Hebrew and I'm speaking English. Uh, that, that, that animal with the black and white spots, I'm going to call him a cow. How about those flowers? That one over there, I'm going to call it chrysanthemum. How about that one over there? That's a rose. He was calling things. He didn't have to toil and labor and sweat. That happened after the curse. All he had to do was call things. And guess what? To expand the garden? And it, maybe he didn't like that plant over there and that tree. Over, okay, all he had to do was speak a word and, and, and keep, it says he was the keeper of the garden. All he had to do was to move it somewhere else with his words. All he had to do was speak because he had a relationship with God. He was a supernatural being. He operated out of, the, out of the supernatural realm. He was going to expand earth, but that got cut short because of the sin that came in and corrupted the garden. Amen. So um, Paul even said, you know, I'm this, I was this old person, but why does it keep haunting me? Why do I keep going around that same mountain over and over and over again? Uh, God said to subdue the flesh. You can't stop the flesh. There's no fixing this body. Paul even said, he says, uh, what I don't want to do, I just do it. You, there's no way you can do this without the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, you, and then it says, who shall lead me from this body of death? How, who shall take me away from this body of death? He called it a body of death. Uh, the only fix the flesh has is the grave. It's and not until resurrection, when I, when everything becomes, uh, you know, transformed, or a redeemed body. Amen. We don't have that now. The only the only thing meant for the flesh in the end is the grave. And you're not supposed to try to control your flesh. You grow in your spiritual life. And the flesh will naturally die. But we're focused on try, I try, I try. Okay, I'm going to read more of the Bible. That's great. But without the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you're reading words. God wants revelation from those words. That's going to come by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Faith comes by hearing the word. But it's not just hearing with these ears, these natural ears. We're talking about supernatural hearing. How do you hear the word? How do you tra take a transform by taking that word you just read 
and putting it deep into your heart. Okay, so you can't subdue the flesh with the soul. Only the spirit man can subdue the flesh. We are not outside in people. We operate from the inside out. Uh, You might look good on the outside, but be empty on the inside. What do you have to offer people today when you approach them? Do you leave them with life or do you just leave them with words? You know, uh, we should be able to see things in the spirit. We should be able to see visions and dream dreams from God because we're from above. I remember one time I was at a hotel with some family and it was evening and there was someone, a a young man at the uh, at the desk, you know, watching for the night, taking in customers. And here's something. It says, I will go in and out and find green pastures. If you're in a hotel, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are. You can relocate yourself in the spirit, no matter what's going on around you. I remember... Uh, I sat, there was a lot of people in that, in that uh, general room. I was sitting in a chair and I crossed my arms and I put my earphones on, God, thank God for media. And I began to just, just listen to music, worship music. And I folded my arms and I shut my eyes while all these people were around me, but I relocated. I purposely relocated in the spirit so I could get in the presence of God and say, God, what do you have for me to do? What's the assignment? What's the assignment? And I sat there and uh, all of a sudden I noticed this man at the desk and God said, I want you to go talk to him. So I said, okay. I got up and I just began to, to talk, you know, small talk, just finding out that, uh, you know, who he was he was probably in his mid to late twenties, and um, and then I then I, I felt like okay, I talked. I went to sit back down, cross my arms, and began to just stay in the spirit. And God said, "I told you to go over there and talk to him." I said, "But Lord, I did." He said, "You're not done." So because I relocated in the spirit, I could hear the Father's voice, and I went to the desk, and the Holy Spirit began to show me things about this man. Had had I not obeyed the Lord and relocated in the Spirit, I would have not uh, done the next thing I'm going to tell you. Uh, All of a sudden, I saw that in the back of his head and in his back, uh, he had damage. He needed healing. And I asked him, the Lord said, go ahead, ask him. I said, did you have an accident of some sort? I said, I see injury here and I see injury here. He said, yes, I did. He said, I used to play football in college and I was going for, uh, you know, NFL. I was striving for that. But he had to quit football because he had this injury. And they actually diagnosed him with a a brain injury that has something to do with the neurons and pathways crossing over the wrong way. And his back was in pain. And I said, well, this is what God told me. And he looked at me shocked. And, of course, he said that he knew the Lord. But I told him, God has a greater plan for you. And 
Thank God for the mercy of God that he would bring someone from afar that was relocating in the spirit and give him a word and show me what was going on with him. We prayed and the pain left him. And he, you know, I, I never saw him after that. I said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in the glory. But that's, we should be on assignment. Jesus, when he was walking on the water, he had to relocate for being the son of man to the son of God. He had to, he had to relocate in the spirit. He said, I see what he says. I do what the fa- I see the father do. He saw father walking on water. He had to relocate in the spirit to see that. So he knew what his assignment was. And so he began to walk on that water. Now, Peter, for a, a speck of a moment, uh, said, Jesus, if, the, if that's you, they're on the boat. Jesus, if that's you, then bid me to come out and walk on the water with you. I mean, thank God for that, that moment of faith. And, and Jesus thought, well, okay, all right. I, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear about some wet water walkers, not dry boat sitters. So he got out on that, on that water, began to walk. But then the storm around him began to distract him. We've been distracted by the stuff. If he'd have kept his eyes on Jesus, he would have kept walking. But but he did for a moment in time. When Jesus, out of grace and mercy, his mercy, he lifted him back out of the water and put him in the boat. You know, Jesus had to relocate. He knew how to do that. We have to become more aware of the things of the Spirit of God than the things of this realm. Because the truth, the manifested truth in us is the thing that's going to not only set us free, make us free, but it's going to make this world free. And so there's the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. And people take that as being, okay, well, God is a, He's a respecter of persons. I'm, co- I'm going to tell you the revelation I got from that scripture. Okay, because they figure, well, the, the, the handful of chosen few are the ones that walk in the miraculous. No, everybody has that opportunity. Bible says wide is the gate, but few there be. The gate is wide. Many people can go in the wide gate. You come through the door of salvation, you're saved, but you ain't walking through the narrow way. Okay, so God showed me if a if a president of a a major corporation, uh, he's getting older, he's he's dying, maybe dying, maybe maybe he's got cancer, whatever. He's he's the president of that corporation. He's got a VP and whatever else. And there's a guy by the name of Joe Smith. Joe's been working in that company for years. He's been making that boss shine. He's been coming in 15 minutes early to work. He's been a good example of a great employee. Okay? So all of a sudden, one day, the boss says, I'm going to be retiring. I need a new president. And everybody began to uh, to think about it, and and they decided, you know, who would that be? You'd think it'd be the vice president, but that's not what he wanted. 
He said, I, I want I want someone to take this place, but it's not you and it's not you. It was kind of like when uh, God told Samuel to go to the house of Jesse and anoint a new king. Well, when he went there, he looked at all the brothers that looked really good on the outside. But he said, no, this isn't it. These aren't it. He goes, because I don't look at the outward. I look at the inward. So he says, is there one more? Is there any other son? Oh, yeah, there's little David in the field. He's tending the sheep. Bingo. His spirit lit up like a light bulb. He said, that's the one. Bring him here. Amen. So he anointed him to be the new king. Took another 15 years, but he was the one God chose. Amen. So the boss says, um, I'm looking at Joe Smith. I'm looking at his record. This man is incredible. He's done so much for our company. He's a, he's a, he's not a, he's never been a liability to our company. So all of a sudden, they call him into the office. Joe, our board wants to choose you. We're choosing you to be the new president. But we want you to go and think about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. We want you to go and think about it and let us know. Okay? But we choose you. You're the right guy for the job. Okay? So Joe Smith has an opportunity he can choose to not take the position or to take the position, but he's been chosen by the board. God has already chosen you, but do you choose to be chosen? Amen. God is not a respecter of persons. He's chosen you to bring transformation to the earth and recover all to what it was always meant to be. Amen. So um, we don't strive. We don't do this in the flesh because three things are provided for by grace because of the cross. You can't work for them. You can't even fast for them. Salvation is the work of grace. Once you understand this, you will be free from yourself. Amen. So there's. <clears throat> There's four things I want to leave you with today. 90 uh, seconds. Um, number one, to be thankful. Number two, to go to the secret place. Number three, to be aware, more aware of God's presence. And number four, to die and surrender your life, to die to yourself and completely surrender your life and all your all everything you do to him today. So, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. What a powerful teaching today. Oh, my goodness. This is good. We're live with Pastor Louie and Rose Betancourt of Miracle Valley today. They're in Miracle Valley, Arizona. I want you all to tell people about your ministry, how they can reach you, and how they can support it. Well, we're down here three miles away from the Mexican border just north of it. Um, we're here in Ariz um, Miracle Valley, Arizona. Also, the town is called Hereford. Allen basically established this, this um, town in 1958. He called it Miracle Valley, and it stuck since. It's had its own zip code and so forth. But we have a church that um, here on Ghost Rider Lane, which is 
on the north side of Highway 92 from the Barrico Valley Bible College. And we're trying to get the building together. We're getting quotes right now for insulation and for the walls. And, of course, um, we just are getting our Internet in today so we can start putting in our cameras and so forth. But um, our email address, if you want to help in any way with prayers, finances, or even come on and volunteer, our email is miraclevalleytoday at yahoo.com. My phone number direct is 520-224-8520. And, um, yeah, that's about it right there. This is exciting. Folks, uh, support the work of the Benton Courts at Miracle Valley. Um, Sister Rose, also for the archive today, what shall we title your message? Relocating in the spirit. Or I should say... Just relocation is a good one. Okay. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I think that's good. Um, okay. It's a great message. We're going to put this up here today. Please share this with everybody you can. And um, I want to thank you all for coming on. Folks, we'll, we'll be back tonight at 8 Eastern. Do one more show. And uh, would you all like to close this in prayer? Okay. Father, we thank you again for this opportunity uh, to minister your word um, so that so many people can be reached through media. And Father, I pray that you'd bless our brother Shannon. And Father, increase him. I speak increase over his life. And Father, in Jesus' name, Lord God, that more people would uh, wake up to what you're doing here and become a part of it and support it and support brother Shannon's ministry. Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I tell you, I'm really enjoying these uh, messages and uh, love you both. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon. You too. God bless you, brother. Thank you. God bless you, brother Louie. Sister Rose. Okay, folks. So here's what we're going to do um, we are going to save this program. I've already got the first three shows we've done uploaded for you. We're going to take a break and come back tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes, that's right. We're starting up the 8 p.m. So this is a good time for me to uh, say adios, brush my teeth, go to bed. It's uh, 2 a.m. over here. And I think this is good because uh, this will force me to go to bed instead of staying up till 5 or 6 in the morning. <laughs> okay, this is great. I'm actually liking the idea of our new schedule. Uh, that was an awesome message from the Benton Courts folks. You can support this work of Omega Man Radio by going to our website, omegamanradio.com. We are listener support, and I want to thank all of you that do. It's much appreciated. Love and appreciate you all. Father God, bless everyone that came out today, all of our speakers. Bless them, all the listeners that will come in later as well. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. See you again tonight. If you'd like to tune in, we'll have Peter Johnson on at 8 p.m. Eastern. God bless.